John 19, verse 28 of John 19. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. And a jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. I have, any of you have reoccurring dreams? Same dream, maybe not exactly the same way, but comes back in different forms. Any of you strange like me? Or is that normal? Okay, reoccurring dreams, good. Because I, you know, I don't want to say that if you're like me, it's normal. I'm not trying to suggest that. I was more wondering if I was like you and, and you're normal. So this is a reoccurring dream that I have. In fact, the reason why I'm thinking about it is it just happened a few days ago again. I have this reoccurring dream that I'm in university. And um, I'm close to graduation time, but not quite there. And for some reason or another in the dream, I'm slacking off. I'm not going to classes. I'm not doing my work. And so in the dream, and I don't know if that's lasting seconds or minutes, but in the dream, it feels like I've been doing that for a long time. And then as the dream moves along, I realize that I'm slacking off, that I'm not going to graduate. And, and I'm trying to do my work that I need to do, the book work, and I'm trying to find my classrooms. And in the dream, I can't find my classrooms. And so I'm really frustrated. In the dream, I'm very frustrated because I can't find the classrooms. I can't do the work. And I recognize that I'm not going to graduate. Most times, I would say 95% of the time that I've had this dream, and I've had this dream, you know, again, I'm an old man now, so I've had this dream many times over the years. And I would say about 95% of the time in the dream, I never find the classrooms and I don't graduate. In about 5% of that, and of course that's a random number that I'm giving you, I do, and there's this big sense of relief that I've completed the work, that it is finally finished. The scenario that we have here is that Jesus has been now hanging on the cross for six hours. If you go to the Gospel of Mark, Mark gives you the breakdown. That Jesus was hung on the cross about 9 a.m. and gave up his spirit at about 3 p.m. So there are about six hours in there. And so we are given the last moments of his life while he's hanging on the cross. He says, I'm thirsty. Some wine vinegar is put on a sponge. It's raised to him on a hyssop stalk. And he takes some of that, the Gospel of John says, and then he cries out or says, it is finished. Significant words that something is finally completed, whether it's your college or university studies. I was talking with someone this morning that I need to paint the whole upstairs of my house. And it is not finished because I haven't got it started yet. But if you spoke to my wife who just shook her head in disgust, <laughs> she just gave that little wife, you know, no, you haven't, Brent. I've been talking about it now for months. I have. I've looked at some of the walls and I'm like, yeah, it needs to be painted. We had changed the countertops and that in our kitchen and, you know, I'm like, yeah, it needs to be painted. I've looked at the ceiling and go, yeah, it's starting to look a little dull. It, it needs to be painted. 
it's, it's hard to complete something until you start something. But it's great when you're done, right? Whatever it is that you've been working at, especially you've been working at something really, really hard, it's finally good to say it is finished. Well, what has Jesus been working at, if I can kind of, you know, use that phrase? As I mentioned, he's been on the cross now for approximately six hours. The disciples, those that love him the most at this time, are distraught. They can't believe that it's come to this, right? We know that many people thought that... um, that he was going to be the ruler. He was going to lead Israel out of all of the oppression that it experienced. Uh, He had raised Lazarus from the dead. He was a celebrity. He was a star. And here we are all of a sudden, at least it seems like all of a sudden, that he's been captured, taken away, he's been betrayed, and there he is hanging on the cross. But from both the gospel accounts, the New Testament epistles, and of course, the Old Testament, we know that this is what he was destined for. He was destined to die. The disciples didn't really pick that up quick, if at all. But Jesus knew all along that God had given him a mandate. And even though close to the very end, he says, Father, look, you know what? If there's another way to accomplish the redemption of mankind, if there's another way to... To, to, to save people, I'm open to that. But he says, nevertheless, not my will be done, but, but God's will, the Father's will be done. And, and he goes through that moment of, of um, what would I call it? I wouldn't call it fear. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he flinched. But I think in that moment, there was a realization of the gravity of the events that were about to follow. And he felt the pressure in his humanness. He felt the pressure being fully man. He felt the pressure. There was clarity as to what was to befall him as he would be betrayed, captured, beaten, and hung on a cross. But he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And we realize that the cross is the culmination of the journey that he is on to completing the work that the Father had given him. And of course, the work isn't to study and to finish the degree. The work isn't to paint the house. The, paint, the, the, the work here is to provide atonement for the sins of humankind. And so we get to this text here, and in verse 30, and I just want to look at these three English words, which in the Greek are actually one word. I want to look at this word where he says, or these words where he says, it is finished. Now, not very often do I speak to you too much about the Greek, but the word that is translated, it is finished, in in the English is a very important word, and it's important for us to understand what the word is. In the Greek, it's tetelestai, but for us, it is just, it is finished. But this verb tells us some things. Um, We're used to in the English language, you know, you got present tense, you got past tense, you got future tense, right? In the Greek, there are different kinds of tenses. There is, 
you know, there's the past tense, that's true. There is the future tense, that's true. There's the present tense, that's true. But there's also another tense of verbs in the Greek, and it's called the perfect tense. And this word, tetesli, is, is in the perfect tense. And it means this, that something that was accomplished in the past also has an effect in the future. So it's not something past tense complete, completed. It is something that has happened in the past that continues to have an ongoing effect. So when Jesus says it is finished, he is definitely telling us that something has been completed. But he is also telling us that that which has completed is going to have ramifications or effects continuing to go on into the future. So this word and its verb tense is significant to us. So let's, let's just look at this just a little bit and then we'll get out of the, the language and the verb tenses and all of that and we'll just kind of talk about what this means to us. So this word, to tetelestai, it's in the perfect tense. It's a combination of two verb tenses, the present tense and the aorist tense. In Greek, the aorist tense means that something happened at a particular moment in time. In our case, Jesus died at a particular moment in time. The present tense means that what happened in the past has a present-day effect, results, or implications. So because Jesus died in the past, there are present-day and future-day implications for us, and I will get to that. So when Jesus said, it is finished, to tetelestai, it means something was completed at that moment in time, but the effects of the event at that moment in time still have impact today. What does it is finished, or to tetelestai, mean? Three things that it means. First of all, it means to bring something to an end, to complete or to finish. Christ was saying, just before he passed, just before he gave up his spirit, that his task on earth was completed. And we might ask ourselves, well, what, what were the tasks? Well, there was a number of things, right, that he came to do. He preached he healed, he taught, he mentored his disciples, he, he did all kinds of things. And he is saying on the cross at this time that that's been completed. He's done that work. But to tetelestai also means this. It means to carry out, accomplish, or perform, and fulfill. And this is where the verb tense matters. The aorist part of the word means that something was completed, and the perfect tense of the word means that something is still happening today. Something is still at work. Something is still ongoing. In other words, the effects of his death. And then finally, to Ted Lastai means this, to pay what is owed. A debt is paid. 
we understand this from our biblical context and from all of our Bible teaching, that what Jesus is referring to here, and this is probably the most important aspect of these words, it is finished, that the debt of sin has been paid in full, completely. Back in the good old days of Rome, when goods were purchased, there was something like what we would call a, a bill of sale. There would be some kind of invoice. And when the, the, the bill had been paid, it would be stamped, right? Paid in full. Nothing further to come from the party uh, that purchased the goods or, or demanded the goods. It's absolutely complete. Very quickly, what we're being told here is that our debt of sin has been paid completely. It has been paid in full. There's nothing else demanded or expected from us as humankind in order to pay for our debt. There is no need for us to suffer. There is no need for us to do penance. There's no need for us to come up with all kinds of works to show God that we love him. There's nothing more that we can do. The Bible tells us that, that our sin has been completely paid for and it could only be completely paid for by Jesus Christ because he is the sinless, spotless lamb of God. And so it's been paid in Full. Now, let, let me just suggest this to you. Let's say you bought something really expensive, a house. And in this day and age, let's say the house cost you $500,000. And you took out a 15-year mortgage to pay off your $500,000 house, and I'm imagining that's costing you four or $5,000 a month, and you've paid it off. And the mortgage company or the bank or the credit union says to you, it's paid in full. Now, when that happened to my parents, I was about 12 or 13 years old. And I can still remember, I don't know how they did it, but I can still remember that they had a copy of the, uh, uh, the, the mortgage. And so I don't know if they photocopied it back in those days or, you know, if they chiseled it out of stone. I'm not sure what they did. But they had a copy of it, and I remember they had like this bowl on the middle of our kitchen table, and they lit it on fire, paid in full, right? Now, whether you owe $500,000 or what my parents, uh, you know, owed back in the good old days in the 70s, you, your bank tells you, your credit union tells you, your mortgage company tells you it's paid in full. And you say, that's great. And then you say this, you know what, I've had so much fun paying my mortgage, I think I'd like to continue Now, you know that that's an outrageous statement. Nobody, really? Nobody's that foolish, right? What Jesus is telling us is that the requirement for our redemption has been completely paid in full through his sacrifice on the cross. Nothing else needs to be done. Nobody else needs to die. Nothing else needs to be offered. It has been completely paid for. It is finished. Even if there was something that sinful humankind wanted to do, to kind of, well, I know Jesus died, but I think I need to do this. We can't because we, we just don't have the righteousness of our own to present a sacrifice that would be received by the Father. We're just 
too unholy in our own sin. And so that's why it's Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, the Son of God that came into the world to save the world. It is finished. So we know that, that Jesus taught. We know that Jesus healed. We know that, that Jesus discipled. We know that Jesus did all kinds of good things. That was part of the work that God had sent him to do. That part has been completed. The, the, the types and the Old Testament prophecies about Jesus being the suffering servant or the, the sacrifice, the Lamb of God, everything that relates to his birth, his life, and his death, where he was born, how he would die, I mean, all of that, it is finished. The ceremonial law that pointed to the fact that there would be a Savior come and sacrifice has been abolished. It's no longer necessary because Jesus has come. It is finished. There is an end of transgression and a new era of righteousness because of Jesus' sacrifice and his shed blood. And the work of humankind's redemption and salvation is now complete. It is finished. Oh, that doesn't mean that there won't be glorification down the road and those kinds of things. All of that, yes, is still to come. But as it pertains to our redemption, as it pertains to our sin, as it relates to the fact that the price has been paid for our sin, that the penalty has been paid for our sin, that Jesus has taken our place, all of that, it is finished. There's nothing more. It reminds us then, folks, of some of these things, right? That you and I shouldn't try to add anything more. Churches have a reputation of, of sometimes saying things like this. Well, you need to believe in Jesus and. Or you need to believe in Jesus but. That there is, there is something either that the church, the organized church, needs to supply. Or there's something that the individual needs to do to complete the work of salvation. And Jesus clearly told us this. The work of God that we need to do is to believe in the one that he sent. That's the only work that we're required to do if you want to call it, quote, work. There's nothing that the church can bring to make your salvation more secure. There's nothing that the church should ask for you to do in order to make sure that your redemption is complete. There's nothing that you can do or I can do on our own that somehow would enhance the salvation that Jesus has already provided for us on the cross. When Jesus said, and this is the Greek translation, of course, he would have uttered it in Aramaic, but when Jesus said to Tedlestai, when he said it is finished, it is it's finished. There's something, right, that we struggle with. The idea of when we're told something is finished that we feel like well it's not it's not finished the way I would do it I, I don't know if this has ever happened to you but you've been asked to do something someone's given you a task might be a parent might be an older brother or sister uh, it might be somebody at work and you're asked to do a task whether it's a home task or it's a, a career task and uh, they give you the responsibility to do that and then after you think you're finished, they kind of walk around the work that you've done, whether it's been at home or whether it's been at work, and they, they think this. 
well, it's not finished the way I would have done it. And so the next thing you know, they start finishing it, right? That the way you did it wasn't quite good enough. It may look complete to you, but it's really not. I, I can do it just a little bit better. Let me put the finishing touches on it. Folks, there's no finishing touches to this. Jesus meant exactly what he said. It is finished. There's nothing you or I can do to make ourselves any more saved than believing in the one who came, suffered, bled, and died on the cross to save us. And when he said, thank you, when he said it is finished, it is absolutely finished. So as a church, as a denomination, or just as well-meaning Christ followers, let's not try to add something else to the completed work that Jesus has already done for us magnificently and start adding to, well, you must believe in Jesus Christ, but. Yes, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, but. Jesus shed his blood, but. It is finished. To die. He meant exactly what he said. He knew exactly what he was doing. Think about this. Even in the midst of six hours of suffering, the Bible makes it very clear to us that he was clear on the cross as it related to making sure that the Apostle John takes care of his mother and even to the point where he is now saying that everything that the Father wanted him to accomplish has now been accomplished. It is finished means that there's nothing else left to do. You folks know about a honey-do list, right? It seems like there's always something else. Oh, Karen, I'm back to the painting again. It seems like there's always something else to do. That the work is never completed. Have you noticed when you leave the office or the plant on Friday after a week of work, guess what's waiting for you on Monday? More work. And then when you complete that week and you come back the following Monday, what's waiting for you? More work. Like it, it never seems to get done. When you retire, there will be younger people following you and they will go there on Monday and there will be more work. Now, you know, some of us are happy about that because it's called a paycheck. But there's a sense that, like, well, it never really gets done. You clean your house. So what do you got to do next week? You got to clean it again. You wash the clothes. You wear them. You've got to, please, wash them again. Please, guys, especially guys, wash them again, right? I mean, it, it, there's this ongoing cycle of the job is never completed. We've got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. That's why I made it very clear when we were having communion this morning that we weren't re-sacrificing Christ. Once for all, I'll get that on Sunday, Hebrews 9, 26 to 28, right? Once for all, because we understand the work is completed. It is finished. As ministers or as priests, 
we are not re-sacrificing Christ, whether as the Roman Catholic Church says, in a bloody or an unbloody manner, either inside of time or outside of time. And you can read that for yourself someday. No, it was completed. It is finished. The work is done. Your redemption has been accomplished. So let me close. Jim? Where's Jim? Where'd Jim go? He's supposed to be watching the clock, Gina. It is finished means we have a declaration by Jesus of the salvation that is both momentary and eternal. What I'm saying is this. Because Jesus died in the past, the Aorist tense, the, the implications of that are still moving forward. How do I know? Because every day people are being saved. That because he suffered, bled, and died 2,000 years ago, every day somebody on the planet is getting saved because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Not only that, but the effects of, of his, his propitiation, the effects of his sacrifice of atonement, the effects of his shed blood on our life is an everyday thing. Every day you and I walk in the blessing of being forgiven. Every day you and I walk in the blessing of having our sins cleansed. Every day we walk in the blessing of being in a relationship of Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died, and rose again. In other words, because he completed the work, the salvation work of God and the effectualness of the work of, of Christ on the cross continues until Jesus comes again. So we are continuing to enjoy the benefits, the blessings of his salvation as we are living here today in 2019. Yeah, it happened 2,000 years ago. You know what? But I'm still living under the blessing of Christ and the blessing of his shed blood and the moving of his spirit, all of the things that he's provided because of his salvation. I'm still experiencing that today. If Jesus should tarry and not come back for 500 years, there's going to be five more generations, of, uh, five, 500 more years of people that are going to enjoy the effects of his salvation that day that he cried out, it is finished, even though at that time it has now been 25 or 2,600 years. The blessings continue. It wasn't just about that moment in time, but the effects of his salvation, the effects of his death, continue even to our day. So it happened in the past, but because this word to Tedlestai is in the perfect tense, it means that it will continue until it is complete. Until it is complete. We are saved at a particular point in time. It is finished. Our debt is paid. We are ransomed or purchased from the kingdom of darkness. And then we can say with confidence that it will continue to be finished because we are in a position of grace and we stand justified for all time before God. Isn't it wonderful? You stand justified before all time, for all time, because it is finished, because it's not our righteousness, but it is the righteousness that we have received from Christ through faith. One Greek word to Tetelestai spoken in the perfect tense by Jesus on the cross. His last words, we believe. And it, it provides, it creates all of the provisions for our salvation from that moment and for all time. Let's pray.